it goes right, it's a slice. If it goes left, it's a hook. If it goes straight, it's a miracle. This is Out of Bounds. If it's happening in the world of golf, we're talking about it. Coverage, debate, discussion, pro golf and local golf. Let's do it. This is Out of Bounds. And here are your hosts, Nate Sharman and Josh Derso. Welcome to another episode of the Out of Bounds Golf Pod. I'm Nate Sharman, joined by Josh Derso. Josh, we're in a little bit of a different setting as both of each is in our homes. We're on a new YouTube channel at Out of Bounds Golf Pod. And uh, we're still on the same, you know, Spotify and everything like that. But a few differences here, but mostly the same. Myself, Josh Derso, still here to talk some hard-hitting golf news. Josh, how you doing? Good, good, good. Also awesome to have that YouTube channel up and running finally. Love it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Really looking forward to really looking forward to that. We're doing some great stuff on TikTok and Instagram too as well at Out of Bounds Golf Pod. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along here. But we're on a little late this week. You know, just some things going on in our personal lives that we couldn't jump on. But the Dell Technologies match play. Um, Sam Burns comes out victorious 6-5 and five over Cameron Young on Sunday at Austin Country Club. I didn't have a chance to watch it. I was traveling all weekend, but I was still checking in on Twitter and some some of the different spots like that and was able to see some highlight clips of it. But match play, always a lot of fun. Uh, what'd you think of it, Josh? It was awesome. I mean, I, I think I think part of it was that it felt like we were getting this build up to uh, a, a winner take all scenario between Rory and, and Scotty Scheffler. Obviously, that didn't materialize. Um, it was a heck of a final anyway, with Sam Burns and, and Cam Young facing off. Um, but interesting coming down the stretch there, obviously, for different reasons. Sam Burns absolutely destroyed Cam Young in that final. Um, right. But you know what? The the excitement coming down, uh, both of those Sunday morning matches, one extra holes. Um, there was tons of drama, tons of, obviously, tons of names that, that even casual golf fans were recognizing. Um, it's a marathon. Like, I think that was the big takeaway for me personally, is just seeing how right. absolutely right, yeah. worn out these guys were um, come even Saturday or Sunday morning, rather. Like, they were gassed. I mean, it's a lot of golf. Starts Wednesday, and they're playing straight through and playing two matches on the weekend, both days. Right. Yeah, that's a ton of golf. So it, it, Pretty it impressive for Sam Burns, though. Five. PGA Tour wins. That's something that I think people kind of forget about. You know, a guy like Sam Burns is a guy that you know is kind of all around at the same time. He had three PGA Tour last year, wins last year, picks up one this year at Austin Country Club. It's just amazing to think that, you know, a lot of not a lot of not a lot of guys in, in the history of golf really have five PGA Tour wins and and Sam Burns already has five. So, you know, we can start talking about him a little bit more. I know you've picked him a little bit this, you know, this start of the season, Josh, and towards the end of the last year. Uh, hasn't I picked him too. It hasn't really worked out for us, but He's a proven winner, that's for sure. I've gotten Sam Burns every single time I've picked ah, him. Good one. So I just didn't this week. Um, obviously, yeah, he's yep. he is. When you talk about that next crop of guys that isn't named Rory, Rom, uh, or Scheffler, um, I'd put him in the same caliber as basically like a, a Max Homa or you know yeah. a Victor Hovland. These guys are they're right there and any of them could be the next one to rattle off the kind of run that we've seen from Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm this year. Um, it's it's yeah. great because the, the difference, I think, between those guys 
and the top three that I mentioned is so, so small. It's like razor, razor thin, razor thin difference between them in terms of how good a golf they can play. And that's just, it's awesome for golf. It's awesome for professional golf because it shows how freaking strong uh, the PGA tour is. It's it's incredible. And it makes these events, especially these elevated events where we've got these guys every single week squaring off against each other, makes them even more awesome. They're even more fun to watch because of how good they play. What was, I'm and curious. I think about putting Cameron Young in that, in that category too. But guys, right. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you have to. I mean, especially since he's literally in his second, this is the, basically the beginning of his second campaign, which is wild to think that he is, he is as good as he is this early on in the in the in the deal for him um what is your I, I know i read some criticism on twitter afterward the way the finals went that six and five finish it's not great i mean they're doing the they're doing the the ceremony like the presentation for the winner's presentation on i think it was the 18th hole literally while rory and scheffler are still playing they're like two or three holes behind and that to me just felt that felt a little weird. Um, it's like, why not wait? You know, why not wait to do that ceremony? It felt almost, I don't want to say rushed, but it almost felt kind of like a little rushed. What What are your thoughts yeah. on how that, how it, how the finish came out, that six and five in that final match? Is that kind of a, does that deflate it a little bit? Maybe a little bit, but I don't. I don't think so too much. You know, which just with match play you, that you have the possibility of someone just blowing the doors off somebody, especially yeah. like how you mentioned, Josh. They played so much golf this week, so you know, a guy like Cameron Young, he's in his second year on tour. Fatigue is certainly an aspect uh, that can happen. So I don't know if 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 I'm okay. I think I'm okay with them kind of doing that ceremony while the other guys are still playing. I think I think that's fine with me. You know, might as well do that ceremony and and show how good Sam Burns was in that final round to beat the doors off of uh, Cameron Young. So I'm okay with that. But Cameron Young was just incredible. You know, he starts the week with an announcement that he's taking Webb Simpson's caddy, right? Webb's yeah. going to be where Webb's caddy is going to be done with Webb and go over to Cameron Young. He starts his Wednesday match. He makes nine threes on the front nine for a front nine 27, wins that match, then gets all the way to the final and loses. So it's amazing by Cameron, Cameron Young, you know, to start with a new guy, which we all know how important caddies are to players. And is able to just rattle off nine straight threes. I don't know if I've made nine threes all season last year. So I think that's just pretty impressive from Cameron Young. And it's it was a treat to watch. You know, he had a chance to make a 10th three on number 10. I think he had like a 12 or 13 footer and he just slid it by. But pretty incredible uh, by the second year pro. And for and on top of that, for for some of the folks who said, oh, it's match play. Only one of those was a gimme and he knocked it yeah. in anyway. So only I think one it was like of a those. five footer. Yeah. yeah. And he, he just knocked it in. Anyway, I mean, he was, he was playing as good. It was early on and he was playing incredibly good golf um, match play. It's, it's dead temporarily. I think um, yep. what are, what are your thoughts here? What should match play be incorporated into uh, the 2024 and beyond schedule or should the tour leave match play behind? Seems to be pretty, pretty evenly split on social media. Answer that has to be yes. You know, we everybody likes to watch match play. You know, next year the WGC Dell Technologies will not be played. We've seen the death kind of of the WGC tournaments due to these elevated events that are happening, and none of the elevated events at this time are scheduled to be match play next season. They're all going to be stroke event play. You know, with limited field events, 
And it's it's kind of sad. You know, you ask some of the guys if they like playing match play, and most of them are going to say yes. And for the, the sole reason that I could kind of find is just the fact that it's different. You know, we play 40 or 40 plus, however many the number is, stroke play events a year, and they can get a little monotonous to people. You know, for the average player, average golf watcher, you know, they're playing another tournament this week. Oh, where are they? You know, you know, they play in the same state for four or five weeks in a row sometimes. So I think, you know, getting a match play in there and having it be just for the sole fact different is, is really important. I think where the problem lies, though, Josh, is for sponsors in match play. You know, it's something that we just talked about, right? You can have a match, that final match, and six and five against, you know, Sam Burns and not no offense to them, Sam Burns and Cam Young. It's not Rory versus Scheffler battling it out. It's It can just really have a ton of different variables. Where a stroke play event with a, a limited field, you're probably going to have the cream rise to the crop. You know, as we've seen this year, Rom, Scheffler, those kind yeah. of guys, kind of Rory, get to the top of the leaderboard. And it happened a little bit in WGC, the WGC Dell Technologies, but I think it has less of a chance of it being a total flop um, in a stroke play event. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think, though, the, the answer, to me, the answer is doing something completely new. Um, and yes. I, I think... One of the biggest, personally watching this, and I was kind of trying to channel like a casual golf fan watching this past weekend, and I feel like a lot of the excitement was around the possibility of a Scheffler-Rory final. So, especially as we got into Sunday morning, when it looked like, you know, at one point they're both up in their matches, and I think we're around like the 12th hole in both of those matches, and it looks like we're going to get it. Um People want to see that. People want to see that. So <clears throat> I started running through different scenarios of how match play could be incorporated in a different environment because I think a big problem with how match play is done in the Dell is that it's carried out over a traditional golf TV window. Like, so it's it's from, I guess, like one o'clock in the afternoon on NBC until 6, 6.30 in the evening. I think you turn them into, I'd like to see almost maybe like three or four times a season. I'd like to see a best of best, basically single elimination uh, playoff bracket style with the 10 best golfers in the world or in the FedEx right. cup points. So you get an opportunity to see those matches play out and you put it in prime time. That'd be the other thing. I think you you could, especially now with the non-elevated events, I think you could... Um, I think you could put some of these <clears throat> specials, these match play specials in those slots and really build something. You know, I, I think the the roadblock right now would be, you know, world golf ranking points and wanting to assign that and maybe trying to get buy-in. But man, you tell me that a small, a super small field, almost like club championship vibe of the 10 best uh, players currently, uh, you know, in the FedEx Cup points in July and like an off week in July wouldn't be insanely popular and just must watch TV, you know, because at the end of the day, everybody wants everybody, you know, you think last year I go back to around, you know, the British Open, you know, Cam Smith and Roy McElroy are viewed as the two best golfers last August you telling me you wouldn't have loved to have been able to see the two of them square off match play? And they basically I, did in that open, right? But I, th I think that single elimination, what you said, is really important because I think it can be sort of confusing to some. Even to me, I think I, in that tournament, you know, where they played oh, that yeah. three-round three round 
round robin. It's it can mess. be a little bit confusing on who advances. I do understand that you. it's hard to do like a March Madness style single elimination 64 player bracket because someone can just go play 10, 11 hole, 12 holes and, and head home. Yeah, and I think I think getting guys to come do that may maybe a challenge. So the getting to, you know securing those three definite rounds makes it so it's a little bit easier to play. But look at you know look at how many players play in that tournament. You know you only have one omission of the top guys, and it's Justin Thomas. That's yeah. the only guy that didn't play. Everyone yeah. else wanted to play that match. They have it circled on their calendar. You know it's at a good time in March. You know it's two weeks before the Masters, so you go play in it, prep for the Masters, take next week off if you're one of those top guys, and then you go you start heading to Augusta to get ready for that. Yeah, I mean, you do it a couple times a year. I think it would be cool to see like a yep. top 10 a couple times a year. One and two get a bye. You can knock it out in basically two days. You could do like a Thursday, Friday right. thing, prime time, opposite of, you know, opposite of, uh, you know, these lower level, we'll call them non-elevated events. And I think it would be a great opportunity to get casual golf fans paying attention to golf. Be cool. What about on a simulator, Josh? You know, they talked so much about, you know, next year starting that TGR league and, and doing that. Now that may cut down on travel for some of these big guys a little bit, doing it on a simulator and, and finding a way to make that good for television. That could be a good idea that I just kind of thought of. That could be yes. kind of fun to watch. Yes, it could, but it would feel more like an exhibition. It wouldn't have the same yeah, impact they, as, right. it wouldn't have the same impact as like basically trying to recreate a a, a smaller yeah. version of the Dell. Where like they're actually get down to the travel part of things. Like you're not gonna want these guys aren't gonna want to travel to play in these events. That's the thing that comes back for me. The tour would have to create some sort of incentive. But hey, look, if I, yeah, I think sure. you'd have I think you'd have sponsors lining up out the room to be a right. part of this thing, right? Because you you're mm -hmm. getting literally the ten best golfers in that moment. Like you're not getting, yeah. you know, and it's, it's new and it's different. I think that's the main yeah. part. It's new and it's different. You know, people like different. And we've changed so much on the tour in the last few years. And why not do it? You know, that tour championship idea has been thrown around a lot. And I, I really like that idea on golf Twitter in the last week where you play the first, you know, we already have a staggered start tour championship. It's already kind of yep. different, right? You know, not maybe, maybe sort of easy to understand. They made it easier in the last few years, but make it so they play the top 30 guys in the world, play that tour championship at East Lake. And they play two rounds and then they shave it down to eight players and then it's a single elimination bracket on Saturday and Sunday. That sounds like a great idea to me. Um, you know, you're already not watching a ton of golf because you don't have a ton of guys, obviously, right? So being able to kind of say, oh, that guy's played in match play in the Tour Championship the last three out of the four seasons or something, it just adds another pedigree to legacy. And I think it was Daniel Rapport of Barstool Golf that had it first. But, you know, that's an idea I think that is could be really good. And it, it might need some tweaking, of course, but... I think, you know, being able to change a tour championship would be good because they've shown that they're okay with changing it. I mean, it's been changing and and kind of having new rules, it seems like, every couple of years. So why not play with it and and put match play in the, the biggest time of the year when it's, you know, they play a match at the end. You know, the, the last two guys play a match for 18 or 20 million. That's just great TV, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer. And I think, you know, in terms of what the tour has set up right now, as far as tournament infrastructure is concerned, the tour championship is the one like it's the issue <laughs> like it's the elephant in the room because nobody is really the one like, they fully satisfied with it yeah um so yeah match play would make total sense um so let's uh let's talk a little bit about live shall we so some we shall 
really interesting uh, details uh, we learned this past week about live contracts. Um, so obviously we've heard a little bit about live players or maybe some live players wanting to uh, break their contracts. Guess what? If they want to do that, the penalty is reportedly two to four times their signing bonus. So say Brooks Kepka received $100 million as was reported. That would mean he could face up to a $400 million penalty if he wanted to leave. Uh, John Nucci uh, went on to report that live contracts are governed under the laws of England and Wales. um, And that fee that they've basically inserted into these contracts uh, would be considered an unenforceable penalty if it's extravagant and unconscionable when compared to, quote, the greatest loss that could conceivably follow from the breach, meaning them leaving, end quote. Um, you know, that that means the looming question for me, for Liv, is if a player like Brooks or Bryson want to leave, is it conceivable that the bad PR and the fallout that would follow is equal to that gigantic number like does that does that make sense like does that sound like something for sure i mean they don't even have a business model right now that's the weird thing right like they've literally been been running around crying that they've like they didn't make a penny last year they didn't make a single penny well okay you can't say you know on one hand, we're making no money. And then on the other hand, if a player wants to leave, we're going to charge them this money that we would have made. Like what? You, you literally just said you weren't, you didn't make any money. What is it? Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't think a guy will break their contract. I, I think a guy like Brooks or Bryson, a guy that could come back. I, I don't see, I know, I don't know for sure, but I don't see their contracts being any longer than four years. You know, that probably that three to four number is probably that Yeah, where they have it. So could you see a guy leave live, you know, as they're allowed to, you know, when their contract's up, then sure. But I don't think, you know, especially if the penalty is 400 million, you know, Brooks isn't going to pay that to to leave the live tour. He's been quoted saying that he doesn't have any remark, any remorse about joining the live tour. And he's got no, no complaints so far, but it also says in their contract, they can't talk bad about the live tour. So who yeah. knows if, if that's really what Brooks thinks, but, um, He's he said he doesn't have any buyers or Morris, which was previously reported. That's a possible. Uh, they want out. Live is failing, right? Like we yeah. can, can, we're all adults. Can we just admit so. that live is live is not working, and all of this stuff that's yeah. getting reported. The only reason this is getting reported, right, is because we're we're watching in real time live like fail. It's not it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Yeah, and I think a lot of those guys are kind of, you know, watching what's happening on the PGA tour with all these elevated events and different things. And, you know, players are making a lot more money and they, they might want back in and you could see a, a scenario where guys get back on the tour. If they let them, of course, in the next few years. Cam Smith is the guy that to, to me is so interesting because. Yeah. He makes that. That's made no sense to me ever since he joined, you know, he wins a major and, you know, then joins the live golf tour. You know, he's the, 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 top pedestal guy in my mind that can still win on the PGA tour. I think you can make a lot of arguments for the rest of the tour about, about less the rest of the live tour, why they left the PGA tour. And I don't know if they're justified, but the reasons, right. Cam Smith, I've, I've racked my brain kind of thinking what the reasoning is, you know, Brooks Kepka, he can still win the PGA tour, but he had the, those knee injuries and he wasn't sure what yeah. was going to happen. 
Dustin Johnson is quoted saying he wants to play less golf and, you know, possibly set up his family. So you're like, you, you, Thomas Peters was on the foreplay pod and he talked about, you know, just how he didn't like playing in America that much being from Denmark. And it's yeah. just that, that makes sense to me. You know, maybe like, like what we said, Josh, and maybe it isn't totally justified, but you can see where they justified in their mind. Cam Smith is a guy that I, I still don't really know why he did it. And I think if he could, play, he's going to play well in the Masters, in my opinion, next weekend. And, and that could even feed him a little bit more to, you know, I want to play back on the PGA Tour. But for now, he's happy, it seems. I keep thinking that he might be the first one we see back on the PGA Tour. I think it'll be Brooks, in my opinion. I It's just, I yeah. I mean, the, the wild thing is, is, you know, Brooks, I think there's some question about like where his game is. There's no question about where where Cam's game is. Right. He is literally like you think, I think about. We'll see next week at the Masters. Yeah, you know, I mean, Brooks you... shoots eighty eighty, right? <laughs> right. You think about what this. <laughs> you think about what this year on the PGA Tour would be like so far if Cam Smith were still in the mix. We would literally be watching Cam Smith be added to that three headed monster right now that is Scheffler, Rom, and Rory. And it, oh, would, it would be, be incredible, incredible to watch too. It would be incredible because yes. he was the one. I mean, I think he was the one, if anything, if you're just talking about having that raw skill and not necessarily relying on legacy. Like I think a lot of times when we talk about Rory and how good he is, we're relying on kind of that legacy that he's built like over time. Yeah, he's building it, right? Like Scheffler has pretty much just come, you know, out of the woods in the last like year and a half. Rom little little longer burn there but he's been super dominant in a very short window and and cam had the look of being exactly that so to I me mean, yeah he was towards the end of the year last year he was the best golfer in the world if not I, yeah the top three i guess but he's one of the better golfers in the world yeah and this to me like you know i think i look at him as he was the real like a lot of attention a lot of mind was paid to live getting dj but i think cam went as like their number one guy like he went to live as the number yeah. one guy and he hasn't like i don't think they've delivered to him in terms of what right he deserved going there like i'm sure he got a, a yeah. pile of money but the money is almost secondary to like his athletic ability and what they could have done with him in terms of branding and and making the live product be able to rival what the tour is doing because the i just think about the marketing that would be happening alongside the PGA tour if uh cam was in that top 3 top 4 conversation it would be wild it would literally be right. wild oh it would be really good and to have a, a guy from new zealand too you know that's a little bit different you know he has the mullet from yeah. New Zealand, so he can be kind of branded differently than this American that's you know been grown here and been born here. So I think that's will be really fun for the PGA Tour, and I'm sure they miss some. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, Augusta, we've got uh, we've got some some yeah. changes here. Um, yeah, we seem to have we seem to get changes every few years, and I, th I think it was last year they they changed or either last year or the year before they changed 15 and made it longer. This year they're changing another hole on the back nine a little bit longer. Uh, 13, a legendary, you know, par five, Azalea is going to be lengthened about about 35 yards. So it'll play around 545 yards now. 
Um, it's it's yeah, like I said, they they did lengthen 15 right before the 2022 Masters. So last year that resulted in zero eagles being made on that hole last year, which is something noteworthy for sure. I'm a guy that likes to see eagles. I think they're a lot of fun, especially on that back nine at Augusta. We know that back nine so much can really beat you down, especially number 12. We've seen historic kind of shots there and collapses. So I think moving the tees back is always not a great thing for me because I just really like scoring, especially at Augusta. But it's going to be interesting to see if, if we do see any eagles because we usually see a fair amount on 13 over the years. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, another example of making making holes longer, trying to lengthen things. Um, <clears throat> you know, yeah. seeing some of the That's seeing Augusta, some of the you stuff don't see on Mario Welch. Yeah, seeing some of the stuff on social. Um, did you happen to see the the story about uh, Gary Player and I believe it was Jack Nicholas ranking ranking uh, the Masters last in terms of the the majors? Oh yeah, I did, I, mean, I I don't think I, I don't know if I read it, but I did see the headline. Yes. It's just like to me, I think it's the 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 Masters almost is starting to feel a little like it needs something to be refreshed. And I don't know what I don't know what you do. Yeah. I don't know what the Masters could do to make it feel fresher. But when you look at some of the other really exciting events, the Masters pretty much just is existing on its stature historically in golf. Mm -hmm. And it's not really like a spectacle or a thing that people are just like dying to see compared to like some other, you know, some other events. I, I, you know, the waste management Phoenix open is, is one example. Um, you know, I, even, you know, down at Sawgrass, um, you've got these events that I think are starting to at least elevate in the same realm as the masters, which is not great for the masters. Right. But we're one week away. Um, my favorite tournament of the year, um, so Josh, we got to talk about it. Who is your one week too early? You know, we haven't given our official picks yet. Looking at the board, I'm not sure how much you've thought about it yet. Do you have a pick for me? Rory completes the career grand slam. Finally. Oh, I feel like we've said that for a few years now, though. I need it to happen just so it oh, stops. I, want, just I to, want it to happen. Just so it stop. I need it to happen so it stops getting talked about every year. That clip came up on uh, social the other day of last year when when more when Morikawa knocked it in and Rory knocked it in right now. Actually, it was the other way around. Rory yeah. knocked it in on eighteen and then Colin rolled it in right over him. What an incredible moment! Yeah, yeah. I it's just, just the you know he's so he's so close. You know, I yeah. It's like he's he's got to get it here. Who's your pick? Who do you oh, got? Oh, I want to root for him, buddy. I want to root for him. I'm gonna root for him of for sure, but. I've just done it a few years in a row now. Rory's going to complete the dance slam and dead that song and dance, but I'm going to go a little bit different. You know, I'm going to go with a little bit of chaos. I, if you're friends with me and know me off the pod, I've hyped up DJ. I think he's going to play well in the masters. So give me uh, Dustin Johnson to uh, take home his second career masters. He's won here before, uh, you know, that he he's DJ, you know, he doesn't say much and, you know, isn't really a wordsmith for words, but he'll kind of be around there and, and playing his best golf because I, I think he'll really, take this seriously to kind of show some of these PGA tour guys. And I'm looking to see if there's going to be many fireworks between these guys, you know, Dustin Johnson will be at that champions dinner, you know, guys like Patrick Reed will be there too. So it'll be really interesting to see if we get some sort of flair out of that night at, uh, in uh, the cabin for that dinner. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the, how the week before plays out, because I think that's really going to be where the drama is. The drama won't be on the golf course. I think the drama is going to no, be in the be. lead up to it. Maybe yeah. on the range before. In practice rounds, you might see some drama. You know, might someone might throw a tea at somebody, you know, just like how we had in Dubai. But 
watching. But I think the champion store is where you'll get some good, uh, some good headlines. Yeah. Agreed. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week, Josh. Uh, we'll try to get back on track next week. We will. We'll get on Monday. Okay. We'll talk about the masters and we'll give our picks later in the week. But uh, like I said, new YouTube channel at out of bounds golf pod to see, uh, to see our beautiful faces still in the same Spotify. If you're listening there for our audio listeners and, Still producing content on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Out of Bounds Golf Pod. Be sure to follow us over there and take a look at our different content. And always remember, whether it's down the middle or out of bounds, keep on swinging. You've been listening to Out of Bounds. If it's coverage, debate, or discussion of pro and local golf, we'll be talking about it. Be sure to visit the website. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time on Out of Bounds.